gentlemen, boys and girls, what's up? How are you doing? My name is Sean. This is Weekly Games Chat. Of course, uh, the self-proclaimed greatest podcast in the world as it relates to video games. Uh, this is episode 355, and I do want to give a shout out. Uh, we do, uh, of course, stream our recording live on Twitch.tv Weekly Games Chat every Tuesday. Okay. Uh, and the, the chat was hopping today. I got Memphis in the house. I've got new follows. Shout out to the real dictator Tara for our follow. If you haven't followed us, um, maybe you should do that because then you'll know we're here. Uh, and, and once again, hello to everyone. I'm not alone. Uh, let me, let me go ahead and get some boys, uh, introduced properly to the show. Uh, he does have a button up on today. He is looking quite handsome. I believe it's a pink shade of button up. Um, and I've, I got somebody coming in on me at the intro and they're sitting on my headphones and they're about to come off. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, I, without further ado, welcome John. Hi. And it's salmon, not pink. It's, it's salmon. <laughs> Man, I can't Are believe you, it. I can't believe it. I'm here on a podcast with Sean and Chris. So, oh uh, my God. What do I, I do I, with my hands? What do I, I don't do know. I, I don't know. And apparently I missed a Nerf gun threat behind me. Uh, but it never, ever, and you guys can attest to this since we've been doing this live, have I ever had anyone behind me with a Nerf gun, so I was not expecting such things. Sean, if we need to send the police, give us some sort of signal. <laughs> give us a, a code word. Pineapple. That's the other... That's, that's our safe word. That's the that's right. Pineapple, uh, pineapple, pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we do have to introduce the greatest ghost and uh, producer of the show who tinkers constantly, but it's for the betterment of kids and and the show and whatnot. It's it's for the you know it's for the good of people. His name is Chris, and he does have a uh, I believe a Grateful Dead T shirt on. That's one of his faves. So what up, Chris? How you doing, my friend? Like Wu Tang, I am for the children. <laughs> like the Wu Tang. That's what's up. Uh, yeah, it's another week, man. Uh, we're here and and stuff, and it's a podcast. <laughs> uh, and it, with the craziest thing ever. So you saw my wife. Your Hello. wife. Second time I've which, seen her. Which, yeah, Chris has seen her twice Twice today. Uh, there's a lawnmower going off now. I, I don't. I, hopefully you guys can't hear that. Can anything else weird happen right now? It's probably fine. Uh, but this is, uh, if, if you're listening for the first time, this first few minutes is, uh, it's called the intro. It's very, you know, very complex, much like the name of the podcast, which I mentioned was weekly games chat. Okay. We go all out when we name these things. Uh, and then we kind of just talk about what we've done for the past week, maybe what we're looking forward to, you know, just kind of catch up. And then shortly thereafter, we will kind of go into this week's topic, which if you're on twitch.tv, you would see what that is ahead of time. Huh? Huh? But yeah, um, so basically, Chris and I are going to talk about some things. John's been really busy at work, and he, don't wanna, he doesn't want to bring up work. That would be terrible. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to start off by saying, uh, first of all, thanks to everybody who wished me happy birthday uh, over the past week. And, and that kind of goes into uh, what I wanted to talk about. This, this time of the year, is, I was thinking about weeks or sections of time during the year that are like my favorite personally uh, everybody's got their own different favorite times gamers we used to love the week of e3 that was good stuff right 
Uh, remember, they took that away from us. But what I mean by that is the last week or so, so starting on my birthday, uh, so that's my birthday. That's that's obviously a good day. And then there's usually a weekend tied in near or around my birthday. And then recently, we've started having a holiday that I'm going to celebrate. It's called May the 4th because that's Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. And leading up to that, especially in the last few years, have been sales on Star Wars related, I don't know, games, merchandise, things of that nature, usually from like May 1st to May 4th which is great. And then I've always liked Cinco de Mayo. I don't know what it is about it. I don't have tequila. Any, any, it just reminds me of a good time. Uh, and normally uh, there's two times of the year I see Corona commercials. Like I'm speaking of the, the beer and that's the usually at, for Cinco de Mayo. Uh, and then they'll run them maybe through the summer ish, but these two really stick out to me. So Cinco de Mayo. And then of course the one, at Christmas, where the one palm tree lights up and it says Feliz Navidad. Uh, good, good times. But I just wanted to, once again, thank everybody. Uh, I believe in chat, our good friend, uh, Andrew. That's what we're going to call him today. He uh, he put in our Discord chat, he said, uh, it's this guy's birthday or something like that. And, and send him some love if you want to wish him a happy birthday. Or there was some other option he gave if you didn't think he was ever born at all, really. <laughs> I was like... That's that's good stuff, and then and then there were some funny memes and gifts and things that happened. But the best thing I got for my birthday, if you're wondering, I really wanted some official FaceTime from J John. A J J John J John Pookie Bear Baron did <laughs> give me a FaceTime phone call on my birthday. That was got, great. Got you a facial. You did all in my face, but I got me some new Ray Bans. I got Fair some gro- some some grown up glasses. Oh, you were wearing them. I was. You did notice them on me. Yeah, I did. And, it, and it's funny how since I, uh, <laughs> it's funny that now that I wear sunglasses outside, I notice when they're they're not on, and my eyes hurt and they're sensitive within a mm. week's time of wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Ray Bans are the best. They really they really are great, and and I didn't know they were so customizable. Arm length, uh color of lenses shape of lenses size of lenses you can do all that stuff um you could also do something like what chris did this week and he played a game and this is gonna be fun while that's while that's not unusual for the world's greatest podcast about video games um what is gonna be fun and unusual is me pronouncing this name and then him talking about it and i want you to know it's uh-huh. spelled correctly. That is very much how it's spelled. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the name of the game Chris played and he's going to talk about is called Dorf Rum Tick. I think that's probably accurate. I think it's, yeah, it's like Dorf Romantic or Dorf Romantic. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it actually, it made me think of you a little bit, Sean, um, which is yeah. why I want to cover because I, <laughs> it's not a game that I, is big enough, like, right where I could say like, Oh, we can make an episode out of this. Right. I think it would just like, I would literally be done in five to 10 minutes if I win every little aspect, but, um, it's a a marathon for me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. But, um, this is on steam, right? It just came out of, uh, it just came out of early access and it's like you can get for like nine bucks right now, which is a good number. Nine. Um, but Sean made me think about you because I remember when we were playing Age of Empires 2, 
a couple of months ago, you were kind of like, we were talking after the fact and you're like, I want a game where I can just build cities. Um, but you know, I don't have to worry about strategic war or anything like this. The right? constant threat of such. Correct. This is the most peaceful city builder I've played. Like the music is low key. Um, it doesn't require a ton of meticulous, like looking into every little detail, right. Of a city. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's just a really nice, peaceful, easy click and kind of managed game. And the idea is that you start out with a certain number of, um, octagon sh- shaped, uh, like you know, things to put down of land. They're different types, right? You have sometimes like where it's wood, sometimes it's water, sometimes it's like housing or fields of grain for industry and all this kind of stuff. And your goal is to slowly build out how you want your city to be by placing things and you get like challenges where it'll be like, oh, hey, build your forest region, this forest region to at least have a score of 18. And as you do this, you unlock new types of tiles, right? Um just uh new challenges that come up new like all of a sudden you'll have trains that can start going around uh and you can get new biomes that you can work with right and it's just a nice game for 10 bucks that i would say like i found it i found it very peaceful but also very enjoyable like where i could just zone out but then also see ooh, there's some strategy involved because there's a remnant a complete randomness to uh the type of tiles you receive um, and eventually, if you don't get enough connections, eventually you run out and the game is technically over. But what is also cool about it is that if you want to just keep building a city and see it through fruition and see where you could go with it, you can, after you run out of tiles and you get your final score on that city, um, you can just put in creative mode and you just, yeah. keep, you just keep on going. Like you could, and the music is so peaceful and relaxing. Um, you know, it's been really helpful for me because I don't know about you, your coworkers folks, but like, you know, there are people I hang out with all day and sometimes I just need a peaceful, you know, relaxing place that I can go to and not focus on (laughs) some of the things being said to me. I couldn't imagine uh, needing to have a peaceful place to go to, you know, hanging out with friends all day. Kind of like a cozy coffee time place, right? Yeah, someplace yeah. that's cozy, maybe have some coffee, anything like that. <laughs> uh, chat is wanting to know, and again, I want to welcome a first-time chatter, uh, Token Tucker, uh, to our, our show officially now, because I just mentioned you, but also to our Twitch community. Uh, and they wanted to know, did Chris basically just download Minecraft Easy Mode? <laughs> it's not essentially that but is i mean it's not a hard game right it's not like yeah the hardest game you're ever gonna play but it's just a relaxing thing and i was like oh okay cool i'll give them a shout out you know because yeah. i don't have a score or anything but i was like okay you're bored yeah, you and like what stuff. i love about you and i don't we don't have to mention it this will be this will be just i think funny mm-hmm. so what you just described was very similar to the game that i showed in in my uh mm-hmm. my personal discord that john reviewed and said they looked pretty cool. And our friend Mike was like, yeah, I remember that game. And you didn't even look at it once. I was playing <laughs> you, saw, you saw something. It turned you off and dipped out. Uh, but uh, uh, Blurry loves your dog cameo, John. I don't know if you can tell the audience who just walked by on camera. If I, I think that was Harper. She's I think our, it was. She's our white Labrador. She's uh, very sweet, but cruel to animals. Wait, Harper's a lab? Mm-hmm. Just like Harper Lee, 
who she's named for. Cool to animals. That's true. That's she... a little. That's a little. Uh, we can use her. that later for some. Uh, some. Some like trivia time. Took mm. her to the vet last week, and she is ninety pounds. Wow. wow. She's a big girl. I think she, our dogs are like 20 pounds. She's a big one. <laughs> Back that thing up, Harper. She got, some, she got some junk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you're getting anyway. a uh, Mastiff that you're going to name Boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So so I texted my wife. Yo, wife. I, told her I, I was I was happy she was home. I was sorry that I was short, but I was in the intro of the show. I had no idea what was going on. And I said that chat did love that I was about to get nerfed gunt. And she said, I don't know. It actually came out because, you know, your phone, you know how your phone just changes words to from chat to like chat because of how many effing times you've ever typed the word chat. <laughs> Stupid. AI. Like they do that all the time. OK, sorry. Rant. But she goes, I don't know who Chet was, but yeah, you was about to get got. So apparently there was a Nerf gun fight either going to happen or is happening. And she picked the cannon that you hold with two hands, like the heavy machine gun version. I don't know if that's what was behind me, but thank good looking out. Mm -hmm. So speaking of your wife. Your yeah. wife. Yeah, my, yeah, my she, wife. Yeah, she, she brought you these wonderful. Yeah. Did they working okay? Did you put them on? Or and uh, let's go ahead and give them a shout out. This is what you can bring this week, John. Uh. So, so my birthday present from John was not only a a FaceTime cameo, but he gave me some of these. Uh, I'm gonna show chat. Ooh. It's it just says glass three pack, right? And what that is is a screen protector. It's a temper for your switch. Yeah, it's for the switch. Uh, it's it's tempered glass screen protectors. Scratch resistant, 9H hardness. Nine. You know, that's what my Richard used to be in high school. Yeah. Uh, zero yeah. bubbleage and ultra clear. I could not find, I have a Switch OLED. I could not find uh, locally. Uh, of course, I could have gone to the Amazons, um, but I, locally, I couldn't find a protector, and John came through for me. Funny enough, I ended up Are going they, to. Did they work? Are you yeah, it's, it's on it right now. Oh, okay. Let's, yeah, it's on it. Oh, that's bright. That's bright. Hey, there's Kirby. Hey, and now we can't see Sean. <laughs> you know, I actually, I actually do have a topic. Oh, okay. So, Chris, I have to ask you a question. When, 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 when? Uh, here's you. You get ready for the diva. Here it comes. When, when Sean held up all his stuff, everything was. Every, I could read everything, like it was normal. When I hold up things, everything's backwards. What do I do? How do I? It fix is that? not backwards to us. It when you are on a computer yeah. and you're in Discord, m normally they uh, mirror the image. And that's my topic, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, John's no question on why are things backwards to me? Oh, it looks it, like also uh, Monster Hunter Rise is twenty nine ninety nine yeah. on Steam. Yes, mm. I thought about you yesterday. We were. I was. I'm in a. And if you're a gamer, maybe you do relate relate to this. And I know we want to wrap this thing on up and get to our topic but i do want to leave you guys with this train of thought do you ever go through dry spells of gaming you kind of yes don't know what to play for the past um, two years <laughs> honestly like ever since um finished kirby i felt a little bit like that which is you know what yeah. what that generally is for me that's nba 2k time <laughs> 
True. Because I can zone well, out. Been doing see, it so long. But see, when I try to do that, Chris gets onto me for playing old games. Mm-hmm. I haven't beat NBA 2K. Till I get to You're the like Hall of Fame, you're like a 27 time champion. Oh, no, well, that's yeah, yeah. that's that. Those are my grandsons, oh. <laughs> or my granddad lineage. That's yeah, happening yeah, this year. You know, ladies, we should mention Sean that Chris has jumped back into Sekiro. I don't know if he stuck with it or if he had to move on. No, he he just wanted to once again prove that he could beat the ogre uh, faster than our friend Mike did, who also beat the ogre. And I'm still the only guy in our network that has not defeated the ogre who leg drops you like hulk hogan elbow drops you like jimmy superfly snooka and also will slam you like brock lesnar out of nowhere um i have i have played some john um i'm at the castle okay so i just figured i just figured you were trying to play it because you wanted two souls games I would like to. I mean, it, it's yeah. always been that thing. Like I've talked about, it's like, it's not that I hate the game or think it's too difficult. It's just like, literally, you know, this, you take a break from those games and you come back. It's a punishing experience because yeah, you're exactly. You're like, wait, what's That's that counting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, uh, real yeah. quick. We're on it. Token is asking, uh, have anybody, I've not seen this snake. Have any one of you, John technically has, uh, I have. Way. Beaten that snake in Sekiro. Yeah, I got that far. So, I beat the snake. So, hey, yeah, you did. Uh, token Tucker, that, I've actually that snake up. Sekiro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good times. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, just a reminder, this last, I don't know, 20 or so minutes has been our intro. This is what we do. We kind of hang out. We talk about some things. We bring some things up. But now it's time for Sir's Business. Uh, so those of you listening on the podcast, you're going to hear us in a minute. Stop talking and you'll hear topic time music come up. Uh, for those of you in, on the Twitch TV worlds, you're going to kind of not see that right away. And it's fine. Right, Chris? Topic <laughs> time, time, time. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived. If you had been watching me on Twitch, I was running. I felt like that was our version of Little Max montage and Mike Tyson's punch out today. I don't know why. Uh, but if you just listened to the show, saw our timestamp, and came straight to here, welcome. This is Topic Time. You've arrived to your destination. If you followed us the entire journey, you know you're here. And so what I do now is I shut up. I look at my friend Chris because he's got some things to say to properly introduce the Topic Time for this week. The topic is (laughs) Hello Yeah, so John, yeah. you gotta you gotta remember we don't hear things that Chris hears because we're in we're in the production. It'll be in post. It'll sound great. You good? 
I'm good. All right. John was just excited to hear music. We heard a tea. We hear on our end. We heard a tease of it, Chris. You but did. If you, ladies and gentlemen, if you noticed for what about the past month, our producers made a very good decision to play a, a just a hint of music he finds that relates to the topic, and that music is epic. Let's be honest. Let's just hope there's a day that the song Laffy Taffy is featured on a game, and I can put that in the intro. Like, oh, Laffy Taffy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, uh, our our assignment this past week was to uh, catch ourselves up <laughs> on uh, – John didn't get the memo until yesterday, so I don't know how this is going to play out. Uh, Halo, the TV show that's, of course, on Paramount+. Plus. We first saw this, what, on the Super Bowl? Yes. The actual visuals of the show, and it's being released okay. weekly, uh, one, one episode per week. It's not doing the Netflix way of, you know, everything at once, so John should be okay should he choose to watch the show moving forward. What show? Um, <laughs> Halo. Uh, shows generally run, in case you're wondering, about 40 to 15... 40 to an hour, 40 minutes to an hour. I was going to yeah. read what I saw on Wikipedia. It just kind of depends. And, and there's going to be a lot of stuff we get into. Some of it we may spoil, but it's not like spoilery spoiler stuff. Uh, but yeah, we'll kind of, we'll kind of get, get going in it and we'll see what's up. Chris, can you remind everybody who is playing master chief? Once again, it is, uh, Pablo Shriver, who is probably best known, um, as the brother of leave Shriver. Uh, he, I'm trying to think of things that people would know him from. I've predominantly known from American gods where he plays the leprechaun on that. Um, orange is the new black. Yes. He, yeah. Porn stash on, uh, orange is the new black. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, there's one other big show he's had like, um, chat saying 13 hours. He was very good. And yeah. I think that's a movie, isn't it? Yes. I believe and so. the wire was he in the wire? Yes, that's right. Day? He was in the second season of the wire. Very young. He was the he's one of the dudes that worked on the docks in that season of it. Remember when they did the docks and uh, what's her name was in there? Amy Ryan, I believe she was in that season of there. Um, but yeah, uh, he is Master Chief. I think they picked him because he's a six five. So you know what? It's a little bit easier to to show off that. So he's a tall I, guy. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because the Spartans, if you know, guys, girls, mm. we played the video games. They have to be big. They're bigger than regular humans. Yeah, and, and I didn't know if that was a special effect angle that they were shooting or whatever. But mm. yeah, it's cool to know that he actually is six five because he's much bigger than a lot of folks in all the shots he's in, which is pretty cool. Correct. Yeah, but um, he is probably the biggest name i can't remember her name but the the woman who plays halsey i've seen her in a few things through the years uh she was in truman show way way back um was that's the first thing i remember ever seeing her in and then um natasha mcelhone yeah and then of course uh cortana when she arrives is voiced by the actress who's done cortana since the very first yes. halo yes is and how sweet that arrival is mm-hmm. uh to to kind of do a setup the the premise of the show is uh and i think chris you'll be able to say this a little better it's before the events of halo the mm-hmm. first video game right and I, that's kind of where i'm gonna stick with you may have read books 
There's a lot of stuff out there, a lot of canon. Uh, but is that is that kind of right? Like before the actual, I would say it's before Reach. I mean, Halo video, Reach, yeah, yeah, and they they very much made a early significant distinction with the show, which is that it is its own timeline. They are not going off of um the games or or the novels here i think they kind of figured hey for a tv show to do what we feel like we need to to make it a good tv show right um yeah. we have to kind of do our own thing and, and let different mysteries lead us to there than versus a game where you know like anyone remembers in the first uh the very first halo game you pretty much do what you wake up from cryo sleep you do a few things on the ship and then boom, you're on halo. Like you have no context as to yeah. why you are here or anything going on. Um, and that's kind of one of the, the nice things of the game, but obviously they're kind of going for more of a, Hey, what's going on in the halo universe, uh, leading up to the events of the game and such, as opposed to just going, we're going straight there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they, they do let you know that the year and I'm, I'm looking this up. There was no way I'd remember this. Uh, the year was 2552. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically the first episode starts and you, and you kind of get to see a bunch of stuff. Uh, you get to see the covenant at first. And, and, and I was worried about when I would see the covenant and Spartans and regular humans, uh, and how all that would blend together. And uh, within the first 10, 15 minutes, you're seeing, you're seeing some things. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know going into it, and I got to be honest, that it was going to show like explosions, like that causes bloods, guts, dismemberments, and things of that nature. Pretty hardcore. Yeah. It's definitely not just going, there was an explosion and nothing else. I mean, they kind of show how horrifying it is to get killed by a needler, which was quite interesting to watch <laughs> and hear them describe. <laughs> um, you know, which is to say, you don't die exactly peacefully. Um, from these well, what, these things. what I wondered is when I pick up the needler and use it in the game, it does not do what it does on the TV show. <laughs> I'm just saying, which is funny. Yeah, needler is a great weapon, though. But yeah, um, I don't know how there hasn't. I, I would say this: it, one of the surprising things is that there isn't a ton of action. Like it's not. Yeah, it, it's not part. trying to do like a, a fight of the week type thing, right? Which no. is one of those things I was wondering if that's what this was going to be. Like you get the the opening scene battle, which is a pretty long little thing. You don't, really, <laughs> you don't really get another one, at least with the Spartans for what? Till the fifth or so episode of it? Yeah, right? yeah the fifth uh, going into the sixth. Yeah. yeah. Um, really the six is more about cleanup though. So yeah, yeah, to date, that's a good point, Chris. There's been six episodes. Uh, we thought this would be a good time to kind of talk about it since we can't spoil the ending or even come close to that. Cause we don't know what it is. Yeah. There are three, uh, more episodes to come out. Uh, the next one, uh, being on May 5th and May 12th and May 19th, as we record today, it's May 3rd. You'll hear the show on May 4th. So you see that we cannot possibly spoil the ending. Uh, but yeah, that, that opens up and it's cool because you see chief, uh, when he arrives, I, I, it's almost on the verge of cheesiness, but it's still kind of cool. Uh, cause he's pretty BA. Um, it, and it's cool because when they show him battling, they do show something very familiar to you as a viewer. If you've played a halo game, you see inside chief's helmet. So you see his, you know, his field of view, his point of view, you're hearing sounds. 
mm-hmm. that you would hear. Like what I mean by that, remember when you'd get hit and your shield would go down, the beeping noise you hear, you hear that exactly like it would be in a game. Yeah. Uh, the visuals, at least early on for me, pretty good. The The Covenant looked really menacing and weird, like aliens should. Uh, their energy, uh, what's the official name for the energy sword? That's all I always call it. The energy sword. Short. Short. <laughs> it, that Shlord. thing is yeah, so, Shlord. it looked really good on film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like, is the, I love being able to see the HUD. I love everything. Um, what I didn't like right at first, got to be honest with you, uh, is they didn't even try to make Master Chief's voice be Master Chief's voice, but we knew that going into this episode. Yeah. Um, it just was a little weird hearing it, what it is, got to be honest. I think it's going to be, and I feel like it might be that way too, whenever the last of us comes out and you know, like as much as I love Pedro Pascal, like, you know, people I think have an idea of how Joel sounds and it's, it's kind of, it was when I watched uncharted here a couple of weeks ago, it it was even that right. Royer, even if like Tom Holland is doing quips, I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't sound like Nathan Drake. That sounds like Peter Parker, you know, (laughs) to me. Um, in this case I was like, yeah, sounds like Pablo Shriver, you know, nothing wrong with that. I think he's a perfectly fine actor, but it, it's just one of those things where if you're a fan of the games, you, you have to take a step back, right. Um, and go, okay, yeah, this is not the game. That's not Steve, Steve Downs. And it's never going, that voice is going to be (laughs) right. Right. Uh, Mm. but, but yeah, you, I do admit that I got over that. Yeah. Uh, And I kind of got used to, you know, being what it was. And, and that first episode actually turns out to be quite important as you would imagine, uh, because the reason the covenant was there, uh, they were looking for something and in, in their path, they massacred everybody they could before the arrival of master chief, mm-hmm. uh, which was pretty, pretty devastating. There was even one scene where, you know, women and children that couldn't fight per se were hiding in a place they thought was safe. And it turned out to be their last, uh, the last place they'd ever stand alive because one of the uh, covenant found them and unloaded on them. Mm-hmm. So that was devastating. Uh, how much do you want to go into per episode, Chris, what we see, the importance of it? Do we think we just kind of bring it up as we go? I think we just talk about generalization of, of things going on. Um, I can, I don't know. I can start. Or we could do whatever. I don't care. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I just want to make sure that we're on the same path. Uh, you know, let's not grab the artifact together yeah. though. I think one at a time should grab the artifact because Oh, I'm the special ooh. one when I touch it. Wait, what, what is he that's that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um as far as it feeling like Halo, I think the first episode I felt like tried a little too hard. That opening scene um to me felt like we were really trying to make it feel like the game and all that and do a send up. But I have to say, as the show has gone on more and more, and especially like as you saw later conflict, um, it has started to feel a bit more like it. It still definitely feels like its own distinct world of Halo, right? Um, and not quite where we've been, but it's, it's still being true to a lot of the lore while doing unique things with it things that i think actually make for good tv um yeah and i think when it's dwelling on those things that's when the show could be argued as being its strongest mainly 
And I would say with that, it's the relationship with Master Chief and, and Halsey because they don't they don't really go into that in the games that much. Like that relationship, like you know things about it. And for those who have ever heard the history of the Spartans, you go, that's pretty messed up. But, you know, it's not something that Chief dwells on. But here it seems to be a very central focus of what's going on. And I find that to be a very interesting thing. Like, you know, the idea of like the government doing this to you and you not knowing. Right. And then what happens is you maybe become more and more aware of, of your past and begin to question your surroundings yeah. and what you've known. And I, I, I can't say that I would act exactly with the same emotion of anger that that master chief was yeah i've actually thought about that i'm like well if i found out that and i am what i am now and i understand that i can like basically save people mm-hmm. so in theory they they took me and maybe caused a few lives to be altered a few lives and now i can literally save millions of lives mm. or the human race for that for that matter i would have a hard time being mad about that probably would be torn a little bit but uh, so but what if you're this person who's literally been given the thing for the last 20 years to repress all your emotions so you didn't even know you could be mad at it <laughs> yeah i don't i don't yeah i mean that's what i'm saying i don't yeah. i don't know i still and and part of the reason that as we get towards mm. the later later episodes when he's uh, when Chief is revealed and he's acting the way he's acting, I, I kind of got disinterested in it. Mm. I was like, it's it just, I hated, I hated that I felt that way, but it still didn't take away, at least from the last couple of episodes I watched, I could see where this series possibly was going. Mm-hmm. It's really epic stuff. Um, you think he's disinterested in his past? No, no, mm. no. I'm disinterested in the, the way conflict. he's acting about his finding out about his past. <laughs> Well, I, well, I, I mean, just I'm saying I like think, I think he's not sure mm-hmm. he's whether, acting well at least initially he's like angry AF he's he's angry but you know he's being told one thing by Halsey and and but he's seeing one thing and he, he's trying to assess it first yes I mean it would be I don't know it, it, I, to me it seems believable and it's an interesting dichotomy if you will yeah. one, of, one of my favorite characters on the show right now is Kai I, I kind of like um, hmm. the fact that she kind you know she's kind of going down a similar path in okay. in a sense that than chief is but you know they're both kind of handling it a lot differently yeah, she's. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, because yeah, she's, yeah, more down this. <laughs> Did y'all think I haven't been watching the show? No, she's, uh, um, yes. yeah, because she's <laughs> kind of going down a, a, she's kind of going down a path, yeah, of revenge and, and, but also feeling guilt for what happened to her father, right? And, and feeling the weight that now the burden is on her to carry out his desires and his goals and his aspirations and such. I have to say though, as much as I think she's had a fine performance and I don't, I honestly don't think there's like a really bad performance by anyone in the show, but she's the one I've struggled the most to understand why. Like, and it's not so much, again, it's not the performance. It's more of like, she seems like the kind of character you put in, like an executive said, we need this kind of storyline in here. You know, give us the story of the regular person who's not in the USMC, 
is not involved in this great direct war with the covenant and is a human element within, you know, the universe of what is going on with the human race of halo. Right. In the, Are in we the talking hero. about the same person? Kai, the, uh, the girl whose father dies, right? I don't think that's Kai. Yeah. Oh, see. wait. Oh, you're talking about the art of Spartan. My bad. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Quan. That's who I'm thinking. You're thinking okay. of Quan Ha. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, where's, we clearly said Kai. No, but no. Okay. <laughs> Red hair. No, yeah. Whatever. I retract <laughs> everything. And I just say, John, you're right. Yeah. Like okay. that whole entire stuff, like with her, is very interesting <laughs> where she makes that same choice. Right. And she, it's not, Chief made the choice for one reason and she, made it simply because she looks up to chief and then where she goes from it and how it's making her feel. Um, and even like, um, that one scene where she kind of calls chief out, right? Like, right. you know, sure. that yeah. that's great television. It's like, wait, you're bow ready. What, what, you know, like those mm -hmm. kinds of things. I think, yeah, yeah that's been, you're right. Mm -hmm. Like after Cortana Halsey and, and master chief, like she's probably, like of new people to the show. I think I've been like, you know, where she might've been referenced previously in halo lore. Um, but if she's not, she's a great addition. Like I, I want more of her. Yeah. It's almost like they recognize that they can't. Mm -hmm. It's like, they want to explore that Avenue with the Spartans, but they can't really do it with master chief. They can't go there with that character. Sure. Because he, you know, we already, th there is some responsibility to keep him sort of icy and, you know, methodical the way that the fans mm. expect. Because well, all that's already done. We already know. Sure. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I do like Kai too, John. I do a lot. I, I felt, I, and I'm getting, I don't know if it's my age or what, but like I knew where she was going. I knew mm. when she did what she did, she kind of mimicked what chief did to a thing. Uh, she started kind of changing and I knew eventually there'd become a point where she'd have to confront chief. He would notice something and say, you can't do this, which was completely hip hypocritical because he was doing exactly the mm -hmm. same thing, but he's chief. So he got away with it. I'll leave that there very cryptically. You have to watch the show to see what I'm talking about, yeah. but to kind of pivot back around to what Chris was doing, that was a whole other character. Yeah. Um, Quan. Yeah. I agree with Chris. I, that's the most disinteresting thing to me. Yes. Maybe as, as we sit right now, it needs, uh, it's like not so I wouldn't mind her coming in. Like if they can pull her back into this main thing going on fine, like, you know, she's fine as a character and I really like Soren the, uh, which is a cool idea of someone who was destined to be a Spartan running away. Right. And becoming a pirate instead. That's cool. I would love to see more of him. But this whole entire storyline they've done this season, and like I said before, it just feels like you're trying to force this human element. And it's like whenever these characters come up in the, the show, especially her villain character, who is like every Admiral Tarkin <laughs> rolled into one, just right there, British, you know, he's wearing these, these black coat outfits in the middle of a desert planet. Makes no sense. And I love that actor too. He's, he's been really good in our things through the years, but it just, it feels completely disconnected with everything else going on. Right. And you're like, why does this matter? Why would I care about this? Um, you know, even like when people die and that kind of stuff around them, 
they're not people I care about. You know, they're not people that I have any feelings towards. So it's like, eh, I, I didn't understand. Like I loved her in her very first episode with chief. I think that one scene in the first episode on the back half is probably the part of the episode. I liked a lot more than um, the initial parts, but everything after that, I've just not cared for that, that character arc and things going on. I haven't either. I got to agree yeah. with you. Uh, it is, it is setting up. I don't know the official term, but we mm. got our main story. This is kind of like a sub story, little divergence. I don't know why mm. it's set up because, and, and, Quan is she's she's seen in the first episode and she makes Chief do some things. Uh and then that sets up her meeting the person that Chris talked about. Boom, and now they're going to do a thing. Mm-hmm. I just I don't get it. But, but if we want to kind of pivot back to well, what I think is my go go ahead. Before I was gonna I, say I was gonna talk about my favorite person. I was gonna say if John had any thoughts about that character. And uh, I, I, I think I think the I think she has been kind of a slow build for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and I've, I've started episode, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle or maybe the beginning of episode five. So I, I don't think, I don't think I've burned through everything yet. Mm-mm. So no, you haven't, they <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah, they've kind of revealed something to, to Quan that I think could be potentially interesting. Um, like she was in, she was yeah. in the, uh, she was in the apartment with her aunt or whoever that was Yeah, and revealed some things about her background that she might not have truly understood. So maybe yeah. that can go somewhere. Maybe that's a payoff, but otherwise I've been, you know, when, when, uh, when her scenes come up, I kind of look at my phone, see what's going on. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it, it's, it's very dis. you don't want to say dismissal. Like you're just like, Bleh. but it's, it's yeah, you're right. My interest level goes way down. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you, my interest level goes way up. Uh, and it did immediately when I heard the voice and I saw Cortana. What about you guys? Oh, yeah. To me, to me, Cortana is the best thing about this show. I it's, didn't like a wardrobe. <laughs> it's a, I will say it's a little weird to see her in kind of human CGI form as, as opposed to her traditional kind of just robotic blue or purple, yeah. uh, depending, yeah. you know, right. and, and I get it, you know, it, it's probably a lot easier just to do and make it look fine. Um, as opposed to going with that look, but it still is interesting because you're seeing she's different than classic Cortana, right? Like even the show is doing one big thing different with Cortana and chief in the games, Cortana chooses chief. You know, that is a very distinct thing that she looked at all the Spartans and all the soldiers. And she said, that's the one I would be the most effective with. And in here, Halsey is choosing that Cortana should be with chief. And it's mainly for different reasons. I think she would, I think even before the, the things that have happened in the show, she still would have picked chief, but I think, I think they're setting it up in a way. Yeah. And I think they're being smart about it because we know that's how that happens in what we already know from the games. Sure. But it could be set up where there's an intro to a a relationship Mm -hmm. and it's, it is a complete like if you're in a comic world, the word bomb means it doesn't go good. <laughs> and 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 that's to say it mildly. But later on, maybe there's a reevaluation. We haven't seen this before. Yeah. And she does come to a realization that is same or at least a parallel to how we know from the video games where she does end up having to choose him again. Yeah, I think uh, it's interesting where you're going because it's not just 
Master Chief ends up with Cortana, and then from there, they just kind of work, right? Which is, again, how it is in the game. It is this thing of you're pulling on this idea of Master Chief, who's been the perfect soldier, right? No one has ever questioned, has has been the best of humanity since day one, and now you're being told, oh, you have to have this AI in your head. And she's going to tell you what to do and what your best course is. And like to, to hear that, if you're him, you could understand why he would have some objections, right? Well, why yes you might and not no. Be there. <laughs> he, he broke yeah. protocol uh, yeah, without yeah. spoilering. He, he did something to where, exactly. and it, and that kind of make us, can, can make us pivot into, uh, and John, of course, if you got something to say about Cortana, just because I'm pivoting, don't mean you can't, mm-hmm. uh, but that lets us see the beauty of how Halsey can manipulate and mastermind things. And, and why I also really appreciate the way her character is being portrayed. Um, I think she's doing a phenomenal job of being Halsey. What about you guys? Yeah, she gets it. Yeah. She has that level of, of you trust her, but at the same time, you know, it's, you know, and the video games are the same way. They don't portray Halsey as a very, no. You know, she's a, she's too, she's, she's multi-layered. I mean, it's, you don't hate her because you understand what she did and those decisions, however, you know, questionable and, and some might think of grotesque, they just happen to have saved humanity in many respects. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she's a very interesting, you know, character. She, I, I wish they'd have fleshed her out and taken more interest in her in the games, mm-hmm. but it's really, but it's really nice to see her on screen here because you see you, you, it's like, it, it's like almost, it's somebody you get, you understand. It's like, it's almost like a villain that you, you understand their motives, even though I don't know if we should just technically call her a villain, but you know, there, there's you, you detest what she does, but you understand on the other hand that those things, those decisions had a benefit, mm-hmm. you know, She's, well, I I don't you you haven't seen this yet, and so I'm not. Of course, we are staying away from spoilers, but I believe it's an episode six. If it if it's six, there is something to me that clearly defines she at least is. If she's not on that highway of evilness, she is. She's riding right next to it, looking at it, wondering if she can get on that highway. Because Miranda Keys, um, <laughs> who I think is also playing a fam- uh, amazing role on the show, um. She, uh, there's a heartfelt moment and, and it has to do with Halsey. Uh, and I kind of bit into it live. I was like, oh man, I'm, the, the emotions are filling up. And then something happens and you kind of remember, oh yeah, now I remember who I'm dealing with. She's like, to me, you know, if you're doing like that nine square chart of, you know, true good versus chaotic good, right? And then right in the middle, you have uh neutral evil right um that's kind of what she is to me like she has no problem doing things that others would find morally um just wrong uh, is the easiest way to say it. uh you know for instance just just again like what she was willing to do to create the Spartan program it is horrifying when you put all the details together but as john says she doesn't think like that she she thinks in the way of these decisions are tough decisions that no one else will make and i will make them because i know long term they are going to save 
billions of lives. That is the view of everything. She's not doing things just to get one over on someone. She's doing it because she literally does not trust anyone else besides herself and her Spartans for that matter as a physical form of herself to, to save this universe. And, you know, even Cortana is an extension of that, right? Um, what her plan is with her Cortana and all that. Um, so, you know, and it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Right. Cause I, I almost like wonder the, to me, the obvious thing is that at some point there's going to be a, a an instance where Cortana and Halsey, I think more likely are going to come head to head and, and you know, where that goes is going to be quite interesting. Yeah. And, and guys, I just want to remind you again in chat, our friend, Mike is asking us, how is this spoiler free? Uh, you have to take our word for it. There are some major things that are happening. We're not even going to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if, if you think we're giving you stuff, if you watch the show, you'll go, they really didn't like at all. No, like, it, that'd be like us that. watching. We talked about this earlier. We watched star Wars, the Phantom Menace. Well, we're not going to tell you that, that, that master chief gets cut in half. That's exactly, later. exactly. That's, That's where I was going. So, Totally not it, but but where this where the show leaves us, like we all saw, John will see shortly, is that episode six ends in a uh, big way. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know how, how you guys have felt about this. Like, I enjoyed the first episode. I think the point where I felt the most down on the show was after the second one. I was like, "How is this going to hold up? This just doesn't feel like it has a direction." And then the third started to win me over. Fourth was okay. The fifth really started to win me over. And now after the sixth episode, I'm kind of interested to see where we're going. Um, like, uh, you know, like as Sean said, there's three episodes left. And if this is the last, the last third of the season, the final act, if you will, I'm interested to see where they've kind of set up and I could have some ideas where they could go and maybe they won't, but like, I am vested now to say I'm going to watch these last three weeks yeah. as they come out, you know, and that's, I did not think I was going to feel that way after again, when I got done with the second episode, cause I watched, we talked about doing this last week. I watched the second episode Wednesday and I did not fire up another one till Saturday afternoon. <laughs> and that's where yeah, I I'm was. Kinda, I'm kind of with you on that. I, I mm -hmm. didn't, I, I found myself a little bit, uh, bored i moved on to something else watching another limited series before i went back to it which was last night yeah it uh it at times and I, I mean this with the most respect okay but it reminded me of like a not a triple a shot like fantasy sci-fi show mm -hmm. i don't mean that disrespectfully because some of those the most cheesiest sci-fi shows ever i've loved or whatever uh, I, it's just that I, I think I had this expectation of Halo and the series, uh, Paramount being a partner or however it's hierarchy with CBS. I just thought it'd be really good. And like Chris said, I think you said that well. You start off with one and you go, okay, all right. And then it kind of dipped a little bit in the two. And I'm, I'm like with you, it slowly started rising back up. That's what she said. Uh, and the way they leave you uh, as you watch five and then six, you go like, I cannot wait for seven, eight, and nine. Like I need to see how this ends. Mm. I need to see what happens. So, well, do we want to? I, I want to make sure we cover the the big, you know, debate of uh, yeah, what we said off yeah. off recording. Uh, look now, look if you're listening to this show, 
I'm sorry. We have I've said it many times so far. I don't want to spoil anything. This isn't like they're not hiding this. They're not hiding this at all. This is not a big reveal. This is intentional. And I think all three of us, I think I know two out of three of us do not like this at all. Uh, it is actually quite silly, in my opinion. And John, do you want to say what it is? Uh, I, I'm assuming we're talking about his helmet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like for me, you know, I was I was okay at the end of the first episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. He took his helmet off. But he has not put the thing back on. <laughs> it's been more weird if he has it on, right? And I, and I don't I don't understand. It's like it's like the writers or something had this It's like they were saying, "No, we need to this isn't a video game audience. We need people to connect with." I'm like, "Have you seen The Mandalorian?" Mm-hmm. This is not we we I mean, I've I've even seen certain scenes like you know where he does have his helmet back on mm-hmm. and you totally you can totally get some emotional reading out of master chief with his helmet on I, I i really i really don't understand what the creative choice was behind you know keep unless we're really unless we're expecting this to be some sort of prequel thing where they're showing you why mm-hmm maybe after this season or whatever they're doing with the project in general, why Master Chief no longer takes his helmet off. If they're going in that direction, I will be patient with it, but it's just jarring. You're constantly going, put your helmet on. Maybe that's shallow. Maybe it's because of six videos. It's it's iconic. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, I, it's, would, I, I would be, I would be relatively upset if they had a Metroid movie and she had her helmet off. Mm. Well, unless the it was whole the movie, suit, unless it was the zero suit, but you know, <laughs> but but if she wasn't in her iconic outfit, mm-hmm. at least eighty percent of the time, come on, it just doesn't make any sense to me creatively. And I don't know if you guys had a thought about I, I, why I, they went this direction. I, I don't know the why, and I think I think you you. If I if I'm being honest, you mentioned they they wanted to not do. You mentioned something about the way Mandalorian did it. They wanted to totally say this is not the Mandalorian. Uh, we're not we're not going to make you just look at an iconic helmet for nine episodes. I would be fine with that. I think almost everybody who watches this series would be fine with that. Um, but there there's actually one shot, and I'm going to just say this: uh, Chief is carrying something in one hand, right? Mm. And instead of putting his helmet on, he puts his helmet in his other hand. So now he just looks silly. He's walking with two things in his hands. And it's like, why are you doing that? Look, put your helmet on. And it's it's even worse when you see the opening scene of of the first episode and you're like and he and he shows up on screen and I was like, oh my gosh, they did it. Yeah. They actually made a convincing looking yeah. You know, it was like, wow, they actually, he actually, there's no discrepancies. Nothing, I mean, nothing legitimate, nothing that's not subtle. I mean, this could, you could take this, this, this suit that he's wearing and stick it in the game. Yeah, it's legit. And to further that point that I think is so weird, there are times where the, the, the panning shot that's ending a scene will be of the helmet that they refuse to put on the guy. Yeah, you'll see it sitting on something, resting on the warthog or whatever. It's just like, put it on! Put the, I, put I, the I, helmet on! 
I don't have a problem. I'm with John. I didn't have a problem with it in the first episode when he takes it off because it did make sense, right? Because mm-hmm. he's trying to be very human in that moment. Um, and I don't mind it when they're like, say, back at Reach and he's in the base because they've shown that in the game. Like, you don't go through those scenes, but like, literally, the end of Halo 4, he's getting back and the last thing they show is the armor coming off of him because he's back. He's not on mission anymore. But yes, like when they go to the his the one planet in the fourth episode and they're exploring around the warthog and all that. And then of course the fifth episode. Um I expect in those instances for him to always be in armor when he is in armor, including the helmet. I expect that that's kind of and that's honestly why he is generally when you're playing the games, why he is always in armor is that he is generally in those games, always on a mission. It's like never ending. He's trying to finish the fight. Right. So I guess my only hope is kind of like what you're saying. Like if we get to the point in the show where they actually are at halo, right. And we're doing that. I would be kind of weirded out if he consistently is taking off the helmet then, because you, you're like, no, you're a soldier. You're in battle. You're supposed to have this on because at any moment the enemy could come and take a shot at your head. And just because yeah, you're a Spartan yeah, exactly. doesn't mean you're invincible. Exactly. But. And and again, the point when yeah. he took it off in the first episode, mm-hmm. it made sense. You went like he was, yeah, you know. But from that moment on, mm-hmm. he, he, Chris has even given him if he's at reach without his armor on. I, I concede that point, sure. Yeah. He's not in his battle armor per se, but every time he's in the battle armor, dude, put your helmet <laughs> on for the love of Pete. But I will say, you know, as Mike here brought up in the, or psycho brought up in the chat, you know, the director is saying it's an original take. They have been very upfront about this. I think it's very obvious more so than the games ever have. They are going for a human element and, you know, I could see someone like Pablo Shriver saying, I have no problem coming and playing Master Chief, but I would rather not have my helmet on for every single time I have to convey emotion. You know, like I feel like I can connect better when me and the other actor in the room can see each uh, other and you can see our faces. So like that would, that I would get be it. unfortunate. You know, I get it. Like it's a stylistic choice. It's it's one of those things where I go, This is where you know it's a TV show, right? Where if Quan is the reason of a TV show, which is, I would definitely say that character arc feels like something from a TV show. This might have been the same thing where, you know, you know, I would, ex- I would accept that mm. um, pre Mandalorian because, um, uh, because that show but demonstrated, that's... demonstrated an ability to show emotional connection to another person sure. to Grogu spoilers. With um, music, with tone, with with character, body even movement. without it, even without it. I mean, the way yeah. the way he portrayed his physical gestures but, showed you when he was when he was sad that Grogu was leaving, when he was happy to see them. Sure. All this done with a mask on, and well, I just and I just and I, I just I don't know. You have to. It's one thing to understand, you know, bridging the gap. I get that. And if he wanted to, if he wanted to keep his mask off for a good bit of time, sure, I understand that too. Twenty, thirty percent. So far, this has been about eighty percent. Yeah, I think, and it's really to jarring your, to what you're saying there. You know, when people compare that, I would say that's why you should be thankful you have people like John Farvera and Dave Filoni running the Mandalorian, 
like right like that those dudes are so hardcore on understanding what the fan base cares about but then also understanding how to direct and as you said take a risk and be like we can convey affection and concern and you know fear all these things with a character that 95% of the time is going to heck actually more like 98% of the time on that show is going to have his helmet on. Whereas here you have paramount going, we are spending a lot of money on this show. This is going to be our most expensive show on paramount. Plus there's no question about that. We've already greenlit a second season. Um, Star Trek shows. Oh, Star Trek is not spending. Trust me. Microsoft is pumping into this uh but star trek looks better (laughs) (laughs) but um just saying you know i think with that being said you know those people who are making those investments that's the kind of stuff they demand they're like well he's a we got to be able to put out the you know we got to have little action figures of the master chief at cortana so cortana's got to look human because otherwise it's going to look weird that's the kind of crap they concern themselves with unfortunately um yeah you know and it's just something you have to deal with i think the part as to what you said john that we should be happy is that whether you're talking about master chief or any of the spartans everything the sniper rifle looks exactly like the sniper rifle from the yeah game. i'll give them yeah, the, yeah, the warthogs uh, yes the what are the covenants little flying the covenant ships, ships? Mm-hmm. yeah no yeah. the little ships the, uh mm-hmm. the, uh the the banshees. Called, yeah. or banshees yes sorry banshees. dude everything it was like that's the thing i'm getting at you want to pick and choose that much out of the game mm-hmm. but something as impactful as how when chief can deliver I mean, a one-liner at no, a this moment is, of this is not with a helmet on this is not Super Mario Brothers via 1988. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I mean, this is this is not a lizard portraying Yoshi. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like it, it is confusing. Like, yeah, like when you even see the um the priest from the the Covenant, and you're like, oh wow, they actually they went for that, didn't they? They they didn't it, change that up. And yeah, you, it's, it, a lot of stuff is really as what we mm-hmm. we like to say from time to time, ba. Yeah. And some of the stuff we're head scratching. Um. But yeah, at least guys, at least we live in a world where we have a Halo TV show, uh, and there are some really good things that we've seen from it. I mean, for sure. I want to. I kind of want to leave it there. Yeah, this there is the any, Halo. This is the Halo multiverse. <laughs> were there any parting shots you wanted to make, or any last additions before we maybe go into Richardville? I'm interested to see what happens with the um, the priestess from the Covenant and her uh, ability to apparently summon he didn't war- he didn't mean it he didn't mean it yeah i i didn't give any details about her gotcha. we haven't mentioned yeah. her at all until I mean, right now people geez. are like what in the are you talking about <laughs> i mean look and i would give them credit for this that they do have the covenant very much in there they are not it is very much being true to halo in that sense they are not doing this one-sided they're they seem to be setting up much like how the games did and that makes me happy there's uh, uh and look i gotta give a shout out to token tucker brand new to our twitch chats brought some great quality stuff so far uh earlier in the chat uh someone was asking about like if i watch this show if i've never seen halo will i be okay and tucker said i've read like 50 books you're fine uh you know things like that a minute ago when i was struggling for the word banshee tucker was there but also uh now tucker's asking the soundtrack did, our, did the theme bother us at all the, it's fine it, it's close enough 
I think the thing I want is I want there to be a shot at the end of the season where Chief just starts running at the Covenant or something in that classic da 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 I need that. When you know it's about to be a fight. Yeah. Yes. And I the only reason I can think we might not get it is I know uh, who's the composer? Marty O'Donnell for for numerous name drop. drop. Yeah, n- numerous years. Uh, they've had a lawsuit with him, and I think it might have finally gotten settled. But you know that might that be, be the reason yeah. why they're not using any of the original music. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah, hmm. yeah. Hey, John, did you uh, did you notice that there was fast travel or not in the show? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, 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 everything seems to happen so quickly. They get to their locations very quickly. So there's yeah, got to be great. That's the best kind of fast travel. Yeah. I, I, I do like, uh, for me, a last parting thing, the way they do uh, hyperspace, I think is cool. I think it's better than how Star Wars does it. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's pretty dope. Slipstream or whatever it's called. Yeah, a little. Yeah, it looks, it looks, it looks pretty. I got to be honest. Yeah. Um, have we arrived at a point then? Are we good? Are we cleansed? I'm We're cleansed. excited about the last three episodes. We, you know, that this technically will set us up for a possible spoiler cast. Ooh. Um, so, you know, are we ready to Richard time it? Sure. Hmm. All right. Uh, I don't want to go first. I can go first. Not a big deal. You I go think- first. I'll, I'll follow you. <laughs> I was probably when, after the first episode, I was like, okay, we're at a seven, which is not a bad starting point. I was at and a then, six. And then after the second episode, I was like, yeah, between a five and a half and a six, I was like <laughs> really concerned, but it's slowly creeping up. I, I would say I'm at an eight right about now after this last episode, the way that that last one has a nice, like if you're a fanboy, I mean, how do you not enjoy the last yeah. moments of that episode? Chills, like literal, yeah. like, you know, chicken skin, if you know what that means, like yeah. just amazing. And that's still three episodes to go. Uh, I'm with Chris. I started off and I was kind of like, this is on the verge of Cheesyville. Uh, is this a seven at best? Like, is this what we're dealing with? Uh, and then, and then episode two really confused me. It, it, it would, it will tie in eventually, possibly kind of maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was down and I was like, Oh man, uh, but then it slowly started getting better, and yeah, I think I'm I think I'm landing at an eight where we stand right now as well. I think I'm, I feel very good about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Johnny boy, uh, you guys are kind of further than me. I think obviously, so um, I don't know. I, I don't. Mm, I always. I I think I think, I think you're missing out. So unnatural to me. Well, I think you're I, not to me, and I think you're out. I remember, didn't you give Sonic like a three or something? No, <laughs> I'm kidding. That's the joke. I didn't. I didn't give. I didn't give it a score at all. I think you're 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 not in a good place simply because you still have. Well, you five said and six to go. Yeah, you said. Did you say you'd started five? I started five, bro. Yeah, yeah. I think it's for most people. It's going to be the very back half of five and all six. That's going to be. I think right now you feel bad because you're like this yeah. is like a four. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a four. It's probably a seven or something. Because that's yeah. fair at that point. I mean, they, you know, chief, you know, chief dropped down into that hole, and things were like, oh. yeah. You know, I think that was at the end of four. Chief mm. dropped down into that hole, and now, you know, 
we're getting somewhere. So I'm, I'm I was I've been happy with uh, episode three and four. I, I have, but you know, I, I guess I'm just at a seven right now. I guess that's that's a fair hard. point to be where you are, especially validation from Chris. It doesn't yes. happen often, but when I get it, oh, it's so good. You're gonna go sit in your bed tonight and be like, "Hey, hey, Clarissa." Chris validated me today. <laughs> oh, I, I, uh, in, in, in my, in our sleep last night, I, I, I kind of woke up in, in, in time for me to witness myself slap, uh, Clarissa across the face. Not, not hard, but I just, my hand landed on her face. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. She says I do that to her all the time. I feel bad. You used to do that to me. Wait. yes you guys um want to do some news of course okay hot off the press and straight to your ears weekly games chat presents the news 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 I was like, no. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Weekly Game Chats a news segment for episode 355. Shout out to the news team for being amazing, and they're going to lead off this week. They're very concerned. Yeah, they are. I'm <laughs> concerned. I think the news team forgot they're going to read about being concerned. <laughs> Did we lose John? Hold on. Sorry. I got a really nice IM from somebody. Sorry. No. It's, it's fine. Were they were they very no, no, concerned? No, no. I, I went I went to a birthday party Saturday from for a guy named Wyatt Smith. He turned ninety. Wow. He's known he's known me since I was that big, and he just sent me a message thanking me for coming. So me and Wyatt have the uh, same birthday. Oh gosh, I don't know if it was that day. That day? It was Saturday. Is mm. when the party was. Got you. That's so, what's up. Let's had some legit barbecue. Mm. From where? Yeah. Someplace in Sylvester, Georgia. I'm not sure. Right. It was down. In, it, we were in Tifton, Georgia. Yeah, I've, I played some good baseball in Tifton in my youth. Mm-hmm. Hit some home runs there. Yep. Yep. Nice. Well, there's no need to be concerned about that. I am sorry, but there is cause for concern. But I forget why. <laughs> but you must have been living under a rock, John. Oh, wow. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard. I don't want to read this. You've heard that Twitter has accepted a forty-four mil- billion <laughs> million dollars million, million, million. billion dollar offer from Elon Musk. Uh, is that a cologne, Elon Musk, for its acquisition? The platform Musk. has become an integral part of the gaming community as a way of communicating and getting their messages out. Quote, Twitter is generally a great networking tool for developers, trending hashtags, asking for advice, the ability to retweet work or portfolios, and just casually replying to tweets has helped many folks connect with each other. According to Victoria Tran, who is the community director for Inner Sloth, the devs behind Among Us. That's popular. An anonymous letter, uh, I'm sorry, an, an anonymous user shared their concern stating, Quote, we can already see a very cautious response from the Twitter uh, user base, especially among those who are victims or witnesses of harassment and abuse on the platform. So you're saying that the 
harassment and abuse already exists. Mm. We spent months and years cultivating our audiences on this platform. We're very concerned that they might choose to leave it behind in fear of even more abuse at the excuse of, quote, free speech. The same goes for brands as it's un, as it's still unclear what some of these features would mean for content moderation and reporting, which is already an issue today. It always makes me a little nervous when somebody quotes, quote, free speech for my free speech, you know, that because kind of- they're not really speaking, mm. you know, that's it's a digital tie umbrella togetherness because it's you're typing on your phone or keyboard on Twitter. You're not really talking. You know, mm-hmm. that's why they say it that way. But I, I understand you completely. And I know you knew that already. And I didn't mean to do that to you just now in your salmon shirt. I, uh, I've been looking, I don't mean to, I don't mean to play ignorant. I just do it naturally. Um, can anyone point out to me and I'm gen, I'm, I'm not challenged. This is not a challenge. This is a genuine, uh, I want to be educated on this. Mm-hmm. What did he, what did Elon Musk do exactly to make everybody so uneasy about the platform? Aside from buying it, <laughs> he bought it, John. I mean, what did he Dub do? One. I mean, what 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 is that thing that that all of a sudden everybody thinks that Elon Musk is Trump two point Well, I think there's twofold, mm-hmm. which is way back there were some people who did some very critical tweets and stuff like that on the platform on Tesla, right? Um, as far as very critical in the the accents that their uh, self-driving cars had had and how they were kind of trying to sweep that under the rug and not let it be something huge in news. And Wait, do you mean the, are you talking about the accents of the AI? Yeah. Yeah. And basically from there's been stories out there that there was a lot of pressure put to kind of get those voices silenced on the web. And that was led by one Elon Musk. So I guess, you know, if you're looking for the corporate evil, you know, strategy thing, right? What the fear is, is that here is a billionaire that is, you know, the second richest man in the world. And that if you have all of a sudden things that he does not like, um, you know, he might say he's all for free speech until, you know, um, until there, I don't know about all that, you know, that's, that's kind of hearsay, uh, you know, whatever. I think the, the bigger concern, uh, Musk is kind of, indicated he very much wants to go to a very low seems to be indicating he wants very low moderation and checks on what people say on the platform right and if you're looking for something directly in online communities and especially in gaming where people are going like we've already done that and we've seen what's happened it's called 4chan and 8chan right where people there yeah, I, I think that's hyperbole but i, I mean, mean that that's a highly exaggerated because those things were never th- those things were never controlled from the get-go yeah but if, really. but if you all of a sudden cut all the ties tomorrow and i have no idea what he's gonna do he very well might come in here and lawyers go and say look if you all of a sudden get rid of all these standards right and compliance regulations that we have put in here and spent years on doing it could get ugly very fast, you know, and you could find yourself all of a sudden in a lawsuit that you were not expecting, right? If something were to happen and we don't know, we, we could fight it. You're a very rich man, <laughs> you know, that's not the problem, but you know, 
that that might be the concern that might say, okay, maybe we should have some checks. And maybe, well, I have no idea. Um, but I guess if the other side of it is that, oh, well, if he does go for the Wild West type of atmosphere and you know where this leads to, you're going to take this platform and it's just going to get really bad very quickly because, you know, someone comes out there and says something that someone doesn't like, then all of a sudden you're just going to have these army of users that are willing to dox and do all these kinds of things, you know, try to use the internet in a, in a very malevolent way, right? Which is what we've seen has gone on in places like 4chan and 8chan through the years. And that, that's maybe the fear, you know, is what I would say. I don't know. You know, I'm kind of a, you have to wait and see what happens, you know, type of thing. I would hope you'd have some sort of regulation on there. I think it's good to have regulation. He's not the government. You know, this isn't, uh, you know, we're talking about Capitol Hill, but even then there's controls on there, right? You can't just sit there and walk onto the floor of the Senate whenever you so feel like, right? You know, but you can go protest on Capitol Hill whenever you go get the permit and you're willing to do all that kind of stuff. Or, you know, mm-hmm. of course, there's people today outside the Supreme Court of things going on with that. But, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see personally, but I get why maybe some people are concerned. You know, I don't. Well, I, I guess, I guess. So you're saying to answer the question specifically, mm-hmm. you said that he intimidated people to stop talking about something wrong with his car. I, and that's, and that's why Twitter mm-hmm. is somehow. I don't think that's why they're going after. I think the second I'm, part of it. Okay. I'm trying to figure out, well, there has to be, well, there has to be something before that mm. because even, even before even buying the shares of Twitter that he did, mm. people just, people just went absolutely off the rails about Musk and, but nobody can seem to answer me. Is there something he said at some point? Is there something he did at some point? No. Is there something? It, it, I just don't understand where the concern is. It's, it's the tr- the actual true nature that he proclaims that he's going to bring absolute free speech to Twitter. Well, he without, never said that. He's, he's said it. Maybe yeah. not exactly like I've just said it. Uh, and then so people go, all right, if you're not going to bring any rules or regulations, you mentioned Trump. Mm-hmm. This is not a political show. I'm only mentioning that name because Trump was banned from Twitter uh, from the outset. He, he's not the only person banned from Twitter, by the way. But they're wondering, is he going to bring Trump back? Um, they're also worried because the last time Elon Musk got really involved in something other than Tesla, I think it was his Model 3 car. He like fell asleep on the floor of a <laughs> Tesla factory. He gets He gets so... Tesla people are worried because he gets so focused on this. Maybe he forgets to do a certain special thing about Tesla. He's in SpaceX now. They're like, are things going to suddenly crash? No. It's probably mostly a lot of overreaction. We don't know yet mm-hmm. because, like Chris, he brought up a couple of places where there is free speech, quote, and it's very toxic. And someone right now would want to say, Sean, Twitter's already toxic. Yeah. Think about that. It's already toxic with control and parameters set on it correct right uh so people who love twitter as an avenue for promotion our shows on there you know we put stuff sometimes uh big announcements are made there from you know video game companies for example now all of a sudden do they want to be a part of a culture that may be super mostly all the time negative with very little positivity that who knows a lot of people think when Elon Musk goes and he starts realizing there are rules that you have to do 
to have a platform like Twitter, it how will we how will he react from that? Um, so, like I said, the the fear of what true free speech is uh, on a platform like Twitch, which is so popular, what's he going to do with Trump, and how's it going to affect as other things that affect people's money, like the Tesla stock market, uh, SpaceX's programs things of that nature. And also, I don't think this really matters, but I did, while y'all were talking, Google five reasons people are scared about Elon Musk's purchase. Mm -hmm. Apparently, some of the money he got, he worked out a deal from a Canadian bank and Americans should be worried because Canada banks? I don't know. That one tied in for. I guess it just continues to be a mystery. Yeah, it's, I don't know. If you can't, John, if you can't take something out of what we just said, you truly are dumb. No, no, no. Okay, let me. Okay, let me just say something about Musk. For some reason, the left hates him all of a sudden, and the right loves him. Yeah, I, am I don't neither. know why. Yeah. I don't understand why all of a sudden pe- people on the right think he's some sort of savior. I, I, I know, I, I know because I know some of these these folks. Musk doesn't agree with you. Stop pretending that Musk agrees with you. He just doesn't. So right. I mean I, I don't I'm I'm kind of very agnostic on it I'm kind of I'm like Chris wait and see what happens yeah. I am too I mean it's Barack like, Obama two weeks ago said that he's he said Obama said in a speech two weeks ago and I quote I'm pretty much not all the way but I'm pretty much a free speech absolutist mm-hmm. so is Musk yeah and and so getting I let's I love this blurry by the way I'm going to steal this from you uh, blurry's let me actually read blurry's uh, message that he just put on Twitch. I'm assuming you're he, and I shouldn't have done that. Uh, from all the famous billionaires, I feel Musk has his heart in the right place. He's strange, yeah, but not in a suspicious, negative way like Bezos. Isn't uh, <laughs> isn't Musk isn't Musk on the spectrum, or was that just some sort of yeah? I think he's, that's he, yeah. I think they've is. said. That. I mean, he's he's providing internet access to the people of you know um, mm-hmm. Ukraine. I mean, geez. Uh, yeah, well, and when I this mean, when this first came out, I was one of those, and I was thinking, "You're going to spend all that money to own something like Twitter?" Uh, just and this was I, it caught me on a day. I was like, "Man, that would buy a lot of food for people who need food, yeah, you know, and stuff like that." But that's not my place. It's not my money. He wants to buy Twitter. That's what makes a uh, you know it it great that if you got enough money, you can buy something like Twitter. I think he should buy Xbox and Bethesda. <laughs> I, I think. Well, then um, he's. It, what the great thing about it, and I've actually giggled and brought it up to Chris, uh, is he's tweeted things like, "Now that I bought Twitter, the next thing I'm going to buy is this, yeah, yeah, or that." What was he saying? <laughs> I'm going to buy Coca-Cola and put Coke in it, or yeah. cocaine? Cocaine. Back. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, wow. Cocaine back in it. Nice. I know. Cocaine. Uh, <laughs> getting back to it. To summarize it, I think the biggest fear is that these for all these people in gaming that have found a place to connect with audiences and with one another, they're fearful mm-hmm. they're going to have to move off the platform, not because they hate the people like the regular people on the platform, but because if there's no protection, then they're just not going to find a, a hospitable environment. And then you're going to have to hope someone else can make something comparable to it. Which is really all hard the, to do. <laughs> all the meanie heads are going to stay in Twitter. All the nice folks are going to go to exactly the nice, nice feel. Yeah, <laughs> nice were, nice were, <laughs> nice were. Yeah, yeah. smile. But uh, <laughs> yeah, if that did kind of dip its toe into bol- political games chat because we mentioned some political names, are we talk about unions? Yeah, yeah, unions is coming up. It's a suppression. A yeah, special, a not a surpressal <laughs> topic we're going to talk about. But before we get into all that, Chris is going to talk about Xbox and the Bethesda showcase. Yes, once again, 
despite our E3 woes, Phil has come to save your June. Because Xbox and Bethesda will have a summer showcase that will air on June 12th at 10 p.m. Or 10 a.m. Sorry, that would be funny if it was 10 p.m. Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the program will include upcoming games on the Xbox and PC, as well as Xbox Game Pass exclusive, uh, and will include oh their most highly <laughs> anticipated games, uh, including Starfield, which is set to release on November 11th. Crazy! It is, it is expected that we will hear the status of games long in development, such as Hellblade 2, and perhaps a brief update on the Elder Scrolls. I think there were like there was a rumor somewhere I saw recently that pretty much. Everyone, their major studios had submitted something for the showcase. So whether it's just something to be in the sizzle reel, right? Or them Ooh. to go, like, maybe, maybe, uh, what you call it, just uh, with Elder Scrolls, you're a bit like, we're working on it, and then that's it. <laughs> I don't know, but it's cool, because there is a lot of stuff that's been, I mean, I think it's not a secret that with the... Um, the folks working on uh, what you call it was the game I'm trying to think of that they're trying to relaunch. Uh, Perfect Dark. That there's been some turmoil and development on that. Um, obviously, what's the deer game? Oh, they're saying Fable could be there. Fable, I think, is the one studio as far as I've heard they're on schedule and doing well. Um, but they're saying Starfield and Fable could be the one-two punch games at the showcase. Yeah. That'd um, be nice. I will make a prediction that. Uh, Redfall will get delayed at the showcase or shortly before the show showcase just because it's supposed to be out this summer. But like many games that were supposed to come out this summer, I think it's going to get pushed back for quite some time. Why don't I know what that means? What is Redfall? Is that the uh... um, arcane game with the oh, vampires that's... and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. That was supposed to come out this summer. But yeah, Starfield, I'm sure that will it's be going to show game. gameplay, bro. We're going to we're going to nerd boy it up. The Todd father nice. will come out there and he will show us the stars. It will be beautiful. <laughs> I'll hail the Todd uh, father. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, dude, I, sorry, I was totally going to comment on a, a chat in, in, uh, in our Twitch over there because um, I'm also going to be riding in a Tesla in May. It's going to be great. Those cars are I know amazing. where you're going. <laughs> uh, a new Call of Duty has been confirmed. Woohoo! Infinity Ward has revealed the first official logo for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2 is a sequel to 2019's Modern Warfare reboot, of course. And rather than make a remake of the original Modern Warfare 2, Infinity Ward is the lead on this project. Um, however, there is 11 different studios that are reportedly working on the game. Sure. According to reports, the campaign... Yes, will feature U.S. Special Forces fighting Colombian drug cartels. As they should. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, I logo, the logo looked really dope. It looked dope, yeah. Uh, I, did, I, I reminded myself I didn't play the reboot. The reboot? The reboot. I should have, because I do like the Call of Duties. Was the original Modern Warfare 2 the one where they blew up space? No, that's uh, or was that three? One of those ones. That's a, that's uh, Infinite Warfare. Infinite Warfare. Maybe when they went to space, they blew up space. When they met Freddie and Jason in space. <laughs> I think oh, it's yeah. the one where the Russians nuke the United States. Whoa! 
as right. they Are we going should. back into politics what? and current news, Chris? Like, right. what is going on? Like, the remember they invaded America and all that. That was what that yeah. was. So they're going completely different this time. That was in an old school 80s movie called Red Dawn. And the Soviets just came in on parachutes and everybody hollered Wolverine. <laughs> and then Nacho. they did a remake of that movie and it wasn't as good. Nacho says I got it With right. With Thor. Hmm. Nice. Well, Thor so, was it, in it. Yeah. It, it's so funny. The two Call of Duty games I've always wanted to play are Infinite Warfare and Ghosts. <laughs> Those are the two. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't. I, you should embrace I, that unknownness of games that you haven't played. Predictable but good. Embrace Your face is predictable group. but also good. <laughs> you have a predictable face. <laughs> we'll embrace John, that face. Look at me. John, look at me. Hey, how you doing, uh, babe? Uh. <laughs> can you, uh, you know, can you, if you could possibly do a Bill Clinton saying, ah, that would be great right now hey. for me. Hey, Hillary, Hillary, <laughs> look at me. Look at me, Hillary. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Embracer Group, Embracer Group has entered into an agreement to acquire Crystal Dynamics. Uh, uh, Chris, I called him on Saturday and did that for his birthday. <laughs> there you go. Idos, uh, so okay, so let's let's start over. Hold Ooh. on, let's give Sean a minute. I think he needs a minute. <laughs> My giggle box is turned up. Hey, Sean, Sean. <laughs> ah, I'll just go to Discord and mute Sean. Nobody so knows can... what's going on. No, I do. I do. I know you do. I know. I know. All right. I don't even know how that came up. I do. We can't talk about it right now. I was drunk. And we cannot talk <laughs> about it right now. Embracer Group has entered into an agreement to acquire Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, Square Enix Montreal, which they'll have to change that name, and a slew of IPs to include Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, <gasps> Thief, <gasps> Legacy of Cain, oh God, <laughs> and more, all for the cheap price of $300 million. That was a steal, in my opinion. Right. The acquisition will include roughly 1,100 employees across three studios in eight global locations and will close during Q2 of Embracer's financial year 2022 slash 2023. We uh, quote, we are thrilled to welcome these studios into the Embracer group. We recognize the fantastic IP, no kidding, world-class creative talent and track record of excellence that have been demonstrated time and time again over the past decades. It has been a great pleasure meeting the leadership team and discussing uh, future plans for how they can realize their ambitions and become a great part of Embracer. In other news, Crystal Dynamics will continue to co-develop Perfect Dark, and I think you mentioned that previously, that there was some issues with Microsoft. In addition... It was revealed that the Tomb Raider reboot trilogy, I know they mentioned other things, but I found this to be the most interesting. The Tomb Raider reboot trilogy has garnered 38 million copies sold, and Square Enix has always been disappointed with it. <laughs> Makes no sense. That is 12 million copies per game. Yes. I know it's what I know that, you know, it, it's, it varies, but I just can't believe that. It, well, you've, I mean, well, I mean, John, even if the first one sold 20 million and the second one sold 10 million and the third one sold 8 million, I would is take those. 
I have no that idea, was, but, but uh, like, if that was the way it went, man. I just remember when the first Tomb Raider reboot game came out, Square Enix was like, we are so disappointed. Mm-hmm. And then I read how many they sold at the time that they said they were disappointed. It was like 8 million copies. Yeah. I mean, how much did you... That's why I, I don't know. Anyway, I, this is a great get. I actually had to look at... I couldn't remember where embracer was from and i was like please don't be china please don't be china please don't no. be china but these are these are basically the um the uh thq nordic guys yeah they bought uh, they bought gearbox last year yes like they've they bought a lot the gearbox but no yeah i i feel like i mean i called that this was going to happen that they were going to sell these studios off i said it it was clear when they put out that unreal stuff and they announced the new tomb raider game i was like okay they must be shipping or shopping these things. I just thought it was going to be Xbox who would get them. Maybe Xbox didn't want to do it because of, um, you know, the fact that they're in this huge hellhole called the Activision <laughs> acquisition. Um, yeah. and, or maybe it was just Square going, we don't want to do this because it might piss off Sony to give Xbox all these studios, right? So instead, let's give them to a third-party entity that will continue to put them on all platforms. Um, but yeah, I think that's awesome because now, you know, just Idos Montreal not having to do um, anything for, you know, Avengers and things like that makes me real or Crystal Dynamics not having to do Avengers and Idos Montreal. Well, it might be sad that they're not going to guess I do another um, Guardians game, right? Um, it oh. is. It is nice to know that they can get back to probably the one they really wanted to, which is Deus Ex. Um, and, then, and then even something like Legacy of Kane, which has been something that was sunsetted by Square years ago and was a great game from the PS2 era and PS1 era. <laughs> um, it I, is a, it is it, a strange <laughs> fracturing of, of mm-hmm. it's like Square Enix was like, yeah, we just want to beat Japan mm-hmm. again. Japan. And um so I know Square Enix was the ones who did Outriders. Was is it Square Enix Montreal that did Outriders? No, am I that, imagining that's flying something like they went back to Square because they were with um they were th- th- that studio was with that Epic at one point. Um before they I believe, went. is it I believe I can fly or some something like that. that. Yeah. That was an R. Kelly song, and we don't bring him up on this show. That's 100% true. <laughs> Let's see real quick. Listen, uh, while you look that up, do you want me to pivot or do you want to kind of let you look it up because you have immaculate research skills? People can fly. People can fly. Which People can fly. I, I just, I, I don't, maybe they were just kind of a, uh, may, or maybe they're the kind of studio that just floats to a publisher here and there. Yeah. So it maybe looks, they just weren't up for sale. Yeah. They're just, it looks like they're an independent developer that just okay. published that game with them. Okay. So. Got it. So I'm 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 like if they're selling off their American market, so to speak, and I, I know Final Fantasy does well here and all all kinds of stuff. I'm wondering what they are are they are they are they trimming themselves down? And we love a good trim. Mm-hmm. That's just but, that's fair. Uh, but uh, are, are you think they're getting themselves ready for an acquisition themselves? Like I don't Sony, know. Sony's like we'll buy, get rid of get rid of your American stuff. We'll get, we'll take this. 
Not that they wouldn't want Crystal Dynamics. Who wouldn't want Crystal Dynamics? But I don't think so. I think it's more of like consulting. Go, what makes money for us, right? And obviously, right now, the most profitable well, thing. Clearly, there, clearly, Laura Clout yeah. Croft made money for them. Right. Well, what they desire or what they consider the right amount of profit, right? Um, for something which, yeah, I agree with you. I've always been like, I don't know what you want. I don't know what you were expecting. But um, oh my god. As far as them right now, if you think about it, Final Fantasy fourteen, is their most profitable entity that they have month in month out. It's going to cons- yeah. I mean, it, it's the most popular MMO there is right now. I would say, um, you know, I don't think WoW holds that title at the moment. Maybe it will get its title back at some point. But get title if, Max, if you have that, oh. and you know, then when Final Fantasy seven Part Two remake comes out, it's going to sell a ton. Final Fantasy 16 comes out, it's going to sell a ton. And you can strike up publishing deals because um, I don't think they gave up Hitman in this. They still own that. You know, they have those that they can work on. I would on. take Tomb Raider over Hitman as far as if I was going to buy it, though. Yeah. But, you know, Hitman does well. Um, I think for what Tomb they. Tomb Raider does better. <laughs> for what they spend on it. Um, and then, you know, Kingdom Hearts, right? Things like that. I think it's them consulting and going, we understand this type of game, right? The, the Japanese RPG, whether it's action based or more JRPG or even MMO and, um, tactical, they seem to understand those things a lot better and how much they suspend and what their expectations are on things like Tomb Raider. (laughs) So I don't know. Well, if you let D white dynamite tell us like you did in chat, they're getting ready to make Final Fantasy pachinko ball machines like Konami. That'd be funny. <laughs> we should go in and buy a pachinko ball machine, boys. Mm-hmm. We could probably get one of those, unlike a PlayStation 5 anytime soon, because there is no end in sight on the shortage. Pro. I was going to go with, if we did that, our profits, there would be no end in sight for how high nice. could go. Pat Gelsinger, the CEO of Intel, is anticipating that the chip shortage will remain an issue well into the year of 2024. He recently interviewed with CNBC where he cited the strain on manufacturing tools. What? Quote, we believe the overall semiconductor shortage will now drift into 2024. The chip shortage has been a significant issue across the world affecting the production of cars as well as things that we care about like gaming consoles and video cards. It's important to note that Chris had has no issues with this due to keeping all monetization of the show to himself. I almost Are we on weekend update? Can I be calling Yoast? <laughs> Didn't that make you mad? Yeah. He's rich. He's gotten, he's gotten a card. He's gotten both consoles. He's gotten everything he wanted. I almost, I almost bought uh, Eidos Montreal and <laughs> Crystal <laughs> Dynamics. an offer for Eidos Montreal. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. <laughs> he got a new, uh, yeah, he got a new router today. Just went and bought it willy nilly. Well, I'm top dog. I got he's top. Moved, he's top. I dog. got moved up, so now I'm top dog. Uh, I'll tell you this: Activision does approve you, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was mm-hmm. a, that was a pivot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh. On April 28th, Activision shareholders voted to approve the company's pending acquisition by Microsoft. 
This is not the final step, however, as several other hurdles remain. Over 98% of shares voted in favor of the acquisition, which is expected to close sometime in the upcoming Microsoft physical year, which is between July 2022 and June 2023. So, you know, coming up here where the clock can start ticking. One key hurdle is the likelihood of an investigation by the FTC, who has already shown an interest in reigning in big tech acquisitions. The deal will also require regulatory approvals abroad. Um, this is not coming from me. I have been reading headlines mm. that say that say this is this is in danger. This could this could potentially um, th- there's more of a chance that it will go through, but there's a larger yeah. chance than we think that this could fall through. It's definitely had some hardships. I mean, which that's always the problem with things like this. I mean, shoot, we're all sitting there talking about Twitter. You think the FTC is going to be really thrilled about that? <laughs> about a $44 billion acquisition of, you know, a company that has, was publicly traded and is now being made private. Uh, you know, who knows? We'll see how that goes too. So yeah, you're definitely not wrong. Um, I think more than likely it does go through, but there'll probably be some more drama along the way. I think that's fair. Well, it will certainly be a milestone when it happens. <laughs> I guess that we're going on. Speaking of milestones. John, do you have anything to say about the acquisition approved no. acquisition? No. Much like you you guys didn't, because I just went on ahead about ship shortages too. This is what we do. We read Sonic. the room and we move on. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is the highest grossing video game movie in the u.s wow. you know what i have to say about that uh <laughs> the movie has hit 147 million and counting compared to the originals 146 million the worldwide total is 287 million but still falls short of 200 uh, 2016's world of warcraft or Warcraft, as it was more properly called, sorry, which made $439 million. I did not know that it made that much money. And Thanks, no China. China. The yeah. film released to an impressive opening weekend of $71 million a few weeks back. And sadly, no news uh, on the Weekly Game Chat Boys reviewing Sonic 2 because they're not going to watch it. John hated the first one. <laughs> I didn't. I'll go watch I, it Friday. You can't watch it Friday. We're going to watch Doctor Strange Thursday. You, what? You don't, you don't think I can go two days in a row? <laughs> uh, you shouldn't. Don't tell me what I can't do. Popcorn and nachos two days in a row is not good for you, Chris. I'm not going to eat popcorn or nachos either day. What? Then why go to the movies? To watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I, I, breaking news in the chat. I thought I had a ticket to go sit by you guys for a Thursday's movie. Uh, and I've just been, I've been told I can't sit by you guys at that movie. You could sit across the aisle from us. Is it still open? You can go look after this, I'll tell you. Okay. But you do need to say something else first before you tell me that. Finally, this Chris, uh, I'm going to read the PlayStation games. Do you want to read the Xbox games that we're going to talk about that are free? 
Ooh. Just to get you a little bit more action. Uh, so free games for May, you guys. Uh, PlayStation Plus, you can get yourself Tribes of Midgard. But I know what that's about. Uh, Curse of the Dead Gods. That's a good one. And then also one that I may likely get is FIFA 22. You could play that's that on Game Pass. You could. I know. And I think I did i don't remember i think i got 21 on game pass didn't get 22 but that's gonna have the cover of mbappe on it uh chris tell the folks about the games with gold over on xbox these are some gems right here folks uh yoku's island express the inner world the last wind monk here's a classic hydro thunder hurricane and actually i have to say i don't know why this has never been on here probably has at some point but it's here again a gem, Viva Pinata, Party Animals. That's an X3, Box 360 classic right there. So a fun fact, my Richard's finishing move back in the day was called Hydro Thunder Hurricane. <laughs> my That's was, the name of my... Uh, your uh, grundle? <laughs> whenever, I, uh, whenever I fart, it's, they call me the last wind monk. <laughs> this oh, is the last wind you're ever going to feel. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go that is our news of the week uh for folks like blurry who's asking chat could you go let your dogs pee now yes you could music started chris is gonna say some things go let the dog pee wrap up never just be safe okay Get your finger out of my face. Electronic mail <laughs> from the future. All the way from the year 3000 and in John's face. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of sh the show that you carry. We call it emails, but we, uh, we do more than that. We're going to read some emails. We're going to go to that. A uh, place called Twitter, where all the mean people are. We're going to read things from there, maybe. And then we're going to talk <laughs> about our Discord, too. You carry this part of the show. If you want to write in an email to us, you got to do so at Weekly Games. Wait, let me back up. WeeklyGamesChat at gmail.com. That's the place. We got a few we're going to highlight today. And John and Chris go first. I'll read one of them and then. I'm going to take the top one because I think I know what it's going to be about. So here we go. All right. Uh, howdy, folks. Punkhead here. I'm convinced that Chris is the type of guy, at least on air, that you can waterboard and torture, and he will never reveal his secrets. I say this because every time Sean and John press Chris for the deets, Chris says nothing. Love this show, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> P.S. Who is John? And apparently... Sean, when he typed up last week's thing for Lego Skywalker oh. Saga, spelled oh, no. John J-O-H-N. Oh, no, I'm such a and, hypocrite. And he we didn't, did. he, look, he didn't even do it once. He did it I twice. Did it twice. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that was an autocorrect that I didn't catch. 
I, 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 mu- I must have done it super fast right after recording to get it ready for Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm just excuse city right here, aren't I? It's right. probably fine. Yes. Probably fine. What, 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 uh, what Punkhead's trying to do right now is divide us and conquer us. That means the show ends, ladies and gentlemen, if you continue to let Punkhead run around like he's doing. But I'll say this. Punkhead's right. I've been waterboarded on this show many times, and I have not revealed things, and I never will. We got to start removing his digits. Yes, (laughs) it must happen. Uh, John, uh, matter of fact, Chris, you got to read Jawan's, and then, John, if you want to read Eli's, I can just cover Discord emails if we have any. Um, We can go from there. You want to go and read Eli's, uh, John? Sure. Cool. I've read it. <laughs> Boom. All right. From Eli. Sorry on the two emails last week. I thought the first one had gone through. No problem, though. All good. Man. <laughs> that's, that's a great email right there. Taylor. Where did it get Eli. sent from, John? Just to make sure. Nope. John, we need to know where this was sent from. All the- right. It is from his iPhone's iPhone. There you go. Uh, and here I've got two from Jawan Howard, as I like to call him. That's not his last name, but you know, man was a legend at Michigan. Uh, quick email this week, boys. Three questions. One, where's my KFC console that was promised years ago? Are they delayed because of the chip shortage or the chicken shortage? That's a fair question. <laughs> Two, can I summon a mimic tier of myself to do the job because I am over it? His That's, job, his personal yeah. job. That's a good Elden Ring reference, by the way. Three, can we start a team for Mario Strikers Battle League come June? It would be cool to get a few games in. I don't play that game, but... I will be playing the heck out of that game. Also, if you happen to catch an image of Terry Crews cross-playing as He-Man around your Discord, that would be me. That's pretty awesome. Hope you guys had a great week and game on. And that wasn't all he wrote, because then he said, Damn! I need to get all my ideas into one email, but this has to be said. Can we please stop John? And he spelled it just like Sean did, so I guess that's the correct spelling now. Uh, from writing emails to himself and calling himself the favorite. <laughs> that happens quite frequently, to be honest. They've already, they've already done several interventions, and they're working with me. Like, I come up and I say, John, I know this is your IP. <laughs> it says John's IP on it. <laughs> You're like, no, uh Oh, <laughs> they're on to me. <laughs> but in all seriousness, you're equ- you all equally matter, and you are all very much appreciated. Oh, thank you. Uh, keep up the great content, and hopefully soon I can watch live Ooh! on Twitch. Uh, even though I haven't been able to do, uh, I still double dip and listen on Spotify and watch later on Twitch for reactions and laughters. Oh, uh, bless you all and game on yet again. Double game on from Jawan. That's what's mm-hmm. up. Uh, that, that would be, I guess if I was not a part of the show, I would probably do the same. If I knew a video of Twitch was out there, I'd probably listen and then go watch it on Twitch or something. Uh, and while I was there, I'd probably hit a follow button to be reminded of when I, the people I liked would go live on Twitch. It would be crazy. Hey, Sean. Um, yeah. You need to buy either G7, G10, G11, or G12. Apparently, those are all open and right in front yeah, of Yeah, I was thinking about like 
Sitting right in front of y'all might be a mistake, though, because I think Mike eats popcorn like it's the last piece of tree bark on the planet. Oh, if you're in front of me, I'm kicking your seat the whole entire exactly. time. Exactly. Y'all do all the things we hate, but because it's me, y'all y'all will do it to me. I'll be like, you'll hear from me. How many, hey, that's Dr. Strange. Don't go in there, Dr. Strange. <laughs> His first name's Steven. <laughs> Just saying stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, we're on Twitter for the time being. We plan to stay there unless mayhem breaks out. If you want to follow us or, or, or see us over there, we are at Weekly Games Chat. Uh, I want to give a shout out to at uh, Tom B Juice One this week, That's who asked name. specifically for our thoughts and prayers. And the reason was Tom uh, had platinumed Horizon Forbidden West. Wow, that is quite an achievement. Um, recently, um, just to let everybody know, he did arrive. Acid Sugar is here or was here. Prior to that, liked our tweet that let everyone in the Twitterverse know we went live. So yeah. <laughs> thank you for that. He made up some uh, BS excuse they had to go play with his puppy. Yeah, some some something. Uh, we do have a couple of new follows we're going to um, welcome to our Twitter family. That is at the Michael K1. Um, this Michael is a college video games lecturer. Wow. Yeah, a level three games development course lead and a video game ambassador. Hmm. Welcome. We're following you back, Michael. And it's, I mean, we, I'm telling you, we have some of the most sophisticated and well-knowledge fans in the world. That's why you guys are amazing. Uh, we also want to welcome at Andrew underscore Beowulf. Hmm. Uh, Andrew is a variety streamer who's affiliated. Ooh. An all-around average Joe. That's nice. what's up. Thank you for the follow, following you back. And not to be overlooked, ladies and gentlemen, we do have our Discord where we love uh, everything about it. You guys are there. You, um, you, you constantly talk and say things and do things like send emails in the email section. We're going to do a backtrack from last week. We had a little bit of homework. Uh, and this was an email from Psycho Retros who had mentioned uh, a simple question to us. <clears throat> Uh, do we have a game that we don't consider your favorite of all time when asked, but when you think about it, it might overtake your uh, your favorite game of all time? And I think Chris kind of answered it last week. I don't think he remembers what he said, uh, but John and I, we we followed up on our homework, and we'll go now and answer that question. John, did you want to go first, or did you want me to? Go ahead. So when I think about what I think, if I really thought about the greatest game of all time to me, um, it's not a cop out. I didn't copy a list, but for me, it would be Ocarina of, Ocarina of Time. I played that game when I was at a point in my life where that imprinted, you know, when I had a fresh copy of, you know, imprintizations available on my brain cap. I love a fresh copy. Uh, that game, I'll, I'll quickly, oh, Ocarina of Time, greatest game ever. But for me, I also, um, I I love Super Mario World. I think it's when I actually think about it uh, because Psycho had mentioned, here's the deal. I'll say that, you know, Last of Us is my favorite game, but I'm going to play Spider-Man on the PS4 every day until I die. And I could do that with Super Mario World at any point, whether I buy it for the 97th time on an eShop somewhere or if I load up an old, co an old copy of it like on a, my original Super Nintendo, whatever. So there I am. I'm kind of simple. I'm old school. I am old as dirt. So that's why I picked those games. John, what do you got? 
Um, so my greatest game of all time is Super Metroid. But the real greatest <laughs> game of all time, like something, I mean, something if I think about it, you know, I, I really think that, um, look at her. She's staring at me. She wants food. Look at that. Jeez. Is Breath of the Wild. 100%. It is the greatest game ever made. Period. Full stop. Anybody who debates that just doesn't know what they're talking about. Or has it beat Mr. Witcher 3? <laughs> right. There's no way Witcher's the greatest game of all time, but whatevs. Whatevs. Uh, Yuri sent an email uh, yesterday. Hey, guys. Hey, buddy. Uh, Plex was mentioned in a recent episode, and I have to say I'm pleasantly surprised with their selection of free, with ads, streaming movies. I recently watched one of early Kurosawa movies, The Men Who Tread on the Tiger's Tail, and then Coppola's Tucker, The Man in His Dream. Ads are not too annoying, perhaps one every 30 minutes, and now they included an option for the general search. This is across your local content. They're free ad-supported streaming titles. Also, all important streaming services that you might subscribe to so you can get a clear overview uh, where the title you are looking for is available. Um, Punkhead replied and mentioned a few places like Tubi and Pluto TV. Yeah. Um, and then Yuri and, and Pluto kind of had a talk. Um, but then Yuri wanted to hear our thoughts. This was also posted in our general area. Um, but there was a Kickstarter for something called either Vitcher or Vitcher One. It is a game and stream anywhere, anytime. This is listed all of the big boys, PS, Xbox, PC, Switch, Stream Deck, Netflix, YouTube, Apple TV, all kind of stuff. I don't know what this is, so I don't have any thoughts on it. I mean, uh, just, yeah, I don't know what it is. If it's truly a streaming, like stream your pc to there stream your xbox to there whatever um kind of have that with the xbox now but for a lot of things but on the other hand i guess it would just depend how well does it work right what's the ease of use what's the restrictions on oh it and he's saying it's the glasses glasses it's huh. the ar xr glasses That's oh okay for, so you'd be able to so you could just stream the con what so you'd be like on your home wi-fi and you would stream it to your glasses and then AR screen. Whoa. That if that's it, if it's hard if Vitra One is hardware, little like HoloLens type glasses situations, you know I'm gonna wanna know what this is a little more. I mean, yeah, I, if that's the case, I, again, just comes down to how well does it work, right? And how much does it cost? We'll see. Yeah. And apparently, uh Punkhead, you know, the uh speaking of Kickstarters, um, Apparently, I was looking angry at one point towards today or in today's stream, and that was that was captured quite eloquently. That's what's up. Uh, and I think that's going to do it. Uh, and I will definitely check that video ad. Just as a recap, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 355. We talked about the Halo TV show. If you do us a uh, favor and anywhere you get our our uh, podcast please leave us a review and that way your friends and other folks can find out about it if you want to send us a email you can do so weekly games chat at gmail.com for now we are on twitter at weekly games chat until all the hell breaks loose 
Um, if you haven't joined the the wonderful land of our Discord, you need to do so. It's fantabulous. Uh, thank you all so much for everything. And I'll look to my friends, John and Chris. And I put for both of you guys, I'll say game on. Game on, John. Game on, Sean. Game on, Sean. Game on, Chris. Peace out, everybody. Aww. Your mom's box. Aww. <laughs> say it. Thug life.